All right, welcome back to the 24 podcast, the unofficial podcast for Fox's award-winning TV show 24. My name is Josh Rivers, and then we have Mark Sievercrop. How are you doing? I'm super. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. This is a busy season, man. Oh, geez. It's busy, <laughs> yeah. The season's busy. Yeah, it's just, there's so much to talk about, and we, oh, man, I we talk about this every time. I don't know why, but it's just like, it's like our apology for not covering everything. But, you know, what do we talk? It takes, you know, how many, like, hundreds of hours to do one one season of 24? Yeah, exactly. We ain't covering it in one hour or three hours, four hours. What do we use? Four hours. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's actually kind of good the way we kind of changed up the format a little bit so we can yeah. Uh, yeah. try to cover more of, of what's going on. But even then, right. it's still... We're still coming up short on stuff. Right. So basically that just means that you, the listener, have to go back and watch it. So that'd be a good idea anyway. Oh, by Fox, the way. So Fox, you're welcome for the increase in DVD sales. Yes. We'll take our royalty check whenever. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't have an agreement with Fox, by the way. Well, um uh last night, uh I mean there there's a lot of stuff going on, on Twitter. We'll get to that here in just a second. Right. But um but uh got a tweet from hannah or i saw a tweet from hannah saying that she was um up into season seven now nice um, she getting also toward, getting toward the end of season seven so she also sent me a tweet saying happy birthday so thank you hannah for that that was very nice of you yes um yeah because uh if, if everyone will remember well maybe they don't but um earlier um back when we were talking about season two i think right um we mentioned that hannah um had no spoilers um yeah Right. And interacted quite a bit and um, hadn't gotten as far as um, we were talking on some of the stuff. And so um, she's like on a marathon. Yeah. I mean, so she's, she's awesome. almost done with season seven now. So she, she's getting pretty close. She's hoping to be caught up next month. Pretty soon, so, Hannah, you will be just like the rest of us and you will have nothing to watch <laughs> until May. <laughs> I don't know if she won't have nothing to watch. Don't forget to watch the special movie. The Redemption, 24 Redemption. Yeah, that's my, that was tip, good. That's my tip of the day. <laughs> tip of the day. Yep. You can't, yeah, you can't watch season seven without watching that. And no, Mark's tip of the day. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Twitter. With, don't fight with Jack. Twitter, yeah, Twitter. Um, you know, it's gone crazy this last week. Oh, you know, you and I were talking about this before we started recording. David Fury just likes poking people. Yes. He just likes driving people nuts. You know, there was that comment like, what, a week ago where he's like, yeah, I'm having dinner with Carlos Bernard. Read into it what you will. And it's like, yeah. it's like I can just see him like sitting at, you know, a McDonald's. Okay, they probably weren't at McDonald's, but sitting there with Carlos and he's like, oh, dude, there's so many people that want you to come back. We should just, uh, we should tweet it that, that we're having dinner, even though we're just having <laughs> Even though we're having dinner just because, like, I walked into the restaurant and then you did. But, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I mean, maybe there's more. And then, and then after that, he actually said, full disclosure, Howard Gordon's here, um, the composer's here, and a couple other people. So I, 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 I echo what he said. Read into it what you will. But <laughs> he loves it. I, yes. He absolutely. David Fury, please come on our podcast. I think it would be so much fun to have you on the podcast because just, I can tell you just absolutely love <laughs> bugging 24 fans. <laughs> He's and I think it was his, living up to oh, his last name. <laughs> yeah. And and I 
I really, honestly, I hope he doesn't think we're mad at him about it. I think it's awesome. I think it's funny. I love I it. Too. It cracks me up. Every time something comes out, it's like, oh, what did David Fury say today? <laughs> well, to me, it's it just uh, kind of mirrors fun. exactly what happens on 24. Yeah. Because, I mean, 24 is absolutely full of all those cliffhangers. Right. And so, uh, I mean, he does a fantastic job of that. And so, I mean, this is just kind of a sample of what's to come in the new season, I guess. <laughs> it's like he goes up to, uh, who is it, the creator, uh, Howard Gordon and Joel Cerno. He goes up to them. He's like, I, uh, I'm, I'm applying to be a writer for season nine. They're like, what are your credentials? We know you've been here before, but what are your credentials? Well, I've been writing on Twitter for four months and driving people crazy and leaving them hanging. They're <laughs> like, you're in. Done. <laughs> You have caused more <laughs> 24 related news than anybody else in this in the history of the world, David Fury. You're in. Yeah. You're in. You know, and, and then this week, you know, I think actually I think it was just yesterday, he he just tweeted out something is like uh big 24 casting news coming up or something like that. So we don't know what that means. Um but there's you know. a lot of conversation about that. I'm Josh. I'm hanging my hat on the fact that they're going to announce that uh, the new villain for season nine is going to be George Clooney. I think that's what it's going to be. Huh. <laughs> I have no basis for that whatsoever. Okay, but I was I just going to ask. I was going to say I didn't see like, anything on that. <laughs> you didn't see that tweet where David Fury was having dinner with George Clooney. No. <laughs> Read into it what you will. Read yes. into it what you will. The next one's like I am having dinner with Bugs Bunny. Read that, into that it what you be will. Pretty cool. <laughs> we'll see George Clooney come as a as a villain. We should start. We everybody should start tweeting David Fury every time you have dinner with somebody. Just tweet him and say, "I'm having dinner with Josh Rivers." Read into it what you will. <laughs> that could be funny. <laughs> Anyways, so you know we don't know if it's going to be a new character. I think we were talking to Jack Zola. I, I think he made the comment that he thinks it won't be a returning character. Well, um, um, and I'm well, sure David you and Fury he will. actually. David oh, did he say actually said, came back later. Um, well, first he said it, it's not going to, it doesn't have anything to do with um, Carlos slash Tony. And then later someone asked him specifically if it was a returning character, and he said no. Well, read into that what you will. So George Clooney's still in the running. <laughs> That's right. Well, it, I mean, he says big casting news. So, you know, the question is, is it going to be a major actor or actress that, that people would know? I mean, you know. Bugs, Bugs Bunny's not doing much right now, so yeah. It well, could be. <laughs> well, well, it's like well a there space was Jam episode or something. Well, a couple weeks ago, there was a tweet saying that they were gonna basically kind of release like a full cast right. or or at least a full initial cast, and so right. that may be what he's referring to. That hey, we're just gonna reveal everyone that we have on cast True. that you'll see in the first two episodes or whatever. Right, whatever they've written already. So that that, no. that maybe I don't know. So that, I mean, because I was expecting something to come last night and I didn't see any follow up to that. So maybe again, one of his cliffhanger things. So all of you 24 fans watch David Fury's by the time this comes out, we might actually know what that news is. Um, yeah, but knows? watch David Fury's Twitter account and uh, please retweet it and uh, tag the 24 podcast in it. So. We're up to date in case we happen to miss it. Yes. Yeah. And, also so tweet, and tweet him everybody that you go to dinner with. Yeah, we know there's some people that in, do that, but if we get more that right. are doing that, that would be awesome. Yep. Read into it what you will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm well, so doing that. <laughs> I, I'm going to tweet him every time I have lunch with somebody. <laughs> David, I just want you to know I'm having lunch with my wife. Read into it what you will. <laughs> I'm having lunch with the gentleman that was in front of me at land line at McDonald's. Read into it what you will. Of course, yeah, that means jacket. that Jack will come back for season 10, of course. But, I mean, read into it what you will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it just cracks. I have so much fun with him. I mean, I say with him. It's not like we're friends or have talked ever, but I, I just love his tweets. I, I've really kind of changed from just wondering what he's doing to loving the heck out of it. It just makes me laugh. So, yeah, please right. come on the podcast, David Fury, please. That, that would be, be awesome. I, I, I would need love a, to interview him. I need to do a, a better, um, more intentional way of trying to invite him other than just kind of doing a quick little reply to something that he's done so everybody tweet so. david fury and say you want to hear his interview on the 24 podcast which i i uh i did send a tweet out last night um too saying that it'd be awesome if we got carlos bernard on and there was oh, yeah. there was a bunch of people it. that retweeted that as well I so it. so that was good I, I as a fan of the podcast i i retweeted it so carlos please please all you have to do is respond and just say yeah <laughs> well he uh, we, we did get initial um confirmation and then uh then i haven't seen him on twitter much since then so need to try yeah. to reestablish connection and so apparently maybe he's gone to the a, hiding in africa or something maybe london he might be in hiding in london maybe we can have david fury ask him you know maybe over i don't know dinner or something <laughs> <laughs> Read into it what you will. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry. We should continue on with the, the show. The show must go on. Yes. So where do we leave off last week? We uh we talked about um Jack killing people and people trying to kill Jack. And that's about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I say that, I could, that, that could be the intro for every episode. Every single episode. <laughs> yeah. No, we um we we finished with um Jack capturing Marwan, if I remember correctly. And, um, didn't we? Wasn't that where we were at? I don't know. That's where we'll start. So, um, was there anything else you wanted to add? Sorry. No. Are you ready to jump into the, the no, episode? Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's jump okay. in. Okay. Cool. Josh is in charge. I just need to make sure that I don't jump ahead of him. Um, <laughs> so they capture Marwan. They, they, uh, find out, um, Oh, wait, no, they didn't capture Marwan yet. What am I talking about? That's coming up. Never mind. Disregard. Hannah, don't listen. Oh, she's already passed us. She's good. Um, so they find out that this stealth bomber has been, stealth fighter jet has been stolen. Right. And they're trying to figure out why and where. And then they realize, oh, crap. Air Force One is headed towards Los Angeles. So, um, you know, they warn the president and, you know, he's concerned obviously and they uh they can't find him obviously because it's a stealth fighter jet that's the general idea of having a stealth fighter is not to be found and so they don't find him and they you know do the protective formation around the around air force one basically you know mm -hmm. so you know we get hit instead of the <laughs> air force one um right. And they have no idea what's going on until the guy launches the missile, which, of course, makes him no longer stealth. Right. And um, anyways, it hits one of the planes that's protecting Air Force One. And so Air Force One has an indirect hit. 
And I think it's like it's like 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes of that episode of Air Force One getting hit and then them just watching the, you know, listening to the pilot and, you know, following along as the pilot saying, you know, you know, we've got massive damage, you know, or, you know, we're going down and then, you know, engine one's out, engine two's out, you know, we're coasting, we're, you know, this many knots or whatever, whatever they, however they figure how fast you're going in an airplane. I can't remember, but and, and it was intense. I remember sitting there watching it and it's like, you're, I mean, you know, it's not really the present, you know, it's not really happening, but you get caught up in the moment of, you know, what if Air Force One ever did get hit? I mean, this is what it'd be like. Everybody just be like watching with their mouths open, like, oh my goodness. You yeah. know, and you have Jack who's listening in on his calm, hearing, you know, the pilot and everything, and Chloe's watching and Edgar and everybody else. And in the meantime, they they do end up shooting down the stealth fighter pilot jet that uh hit him. But it's just and then all of a sudden you watch the screen and you know, Air Force One just blinks off the radar and you have Jack who's like you know is Air Force One down Chloe is Air Force One down and they find out that it is and I mean if I remember right wasn't that how it ended um yeah I can't remember I think that's how that episode ends with just Air Force One is down and you know we don't know what happened to the president and it's like well, yeah they, yeah, they did find him, and he was in yes. critical condition. And right. So, um, and so then, obviously, Has, he's in hospital being yep. taken care of and all that That's kind right. of stuff. And his and son so, was I mean, dead. So, yep. Yeah. And so, and so they're trying to take care of him, and obviously with him incapacitated, that leads us then to the vice president. Uh, <laughs> uh. Josh, you and I were talking about this before the episode. I... I, I tell my daughter not to say hate, and so I'm going to make sure she doesn't listen to this episode, but I hate, <laughs> hate President Logan. Hate him. He drives me nuts. He's just so spineless. And, you know, you get this from the minute he enters the show. I mean, he's completely paralyzed by the the prospect of being president, which is really disturbing if you're the vice president. You know, I mean, he he can't make a decision, you know, Novik is like, hey, you know, Mr. Vice President, you need to be prepared, you know, to, you know, invoke the 25th Amendment if the president's not dead but can't do his job. He said that's a real possibility. That's probably what's going to happen. You know, he might not be dead, but you're going to be in charge. And he's like, well, no, no, let's just wait a little longer. Let's wait a little longer. It's, let's just hold on and, and doesn't want to make decisions and can't make decisions. He's completely paralyzed by this, you know. I guess not opportunity, but the prospect of him having to make a decision. So, and you know, you, you watch him with uh CTU when he's doing updates with him and he just has no idea of how to run, manage a crisis. I mean, he just thinks that it's just going to happen. He's like, what's the possibilities of us catching Marwan? And Michelle's like, well, you know, it's not that cut and dry. We're doing everything we can to maximize the results. And he's like, that's not good enough. And just like freaks out. Because yeah. he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, and uh, and he's uh, constantly in that state, um, and he jeopardizes the mission. Yeah, when they actually pin down where Marwan is, right, um, inside some club, and and so CTU is has a place surrounded all that, and Jack is going in solo, um, because mm-hmm. I mean they had to keep it get they had to keep it quiet, so I mean they can't right. just storm in. Yeah, they and, had to make sure he was there before they. That too. In there. 
right and so jack's going in covertly and he finds him mm-hmm. he's like i i see him and meanwhile logan is um having secret service bring in jack for which go ahead <laughs> for torturing somebody <laughs> which we should touch on a little bit you know there there's this this associate that they bring in um they they catch him and they bring him in and before they can even interview him amnesty and amnesty globals there to defend him and this they're like wow you can't you know you haven't charged him for anything you know i i need to be present and everything else and and uh right and I, I love what Jack says. Jack's like, well, we have to ask him questions. And Bill's like, we can't. You know, there's nothing we can do. I mean, we're stuck. And Jack puts two and two together that, wow, this, this lawyer got here really fast for you know him just getting here. He didn't make a phone call, nothing. Right. So then, so Jack tells Bill, he's like, Bill's like, what do we do then? He's like, just release him. He's like, what do you mean? We'll just release him. He's like, well, what's going <laughs> to happen then? He's like, I'll ask him some questions. <laughs> and he's like, I can't have you do that. He's like, I don't work for you. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll give my resignation. He'll leave. And it's awesome because like the lawyer leaves and, and this guy's freaking out. He's like, something's wrong. He's like, you guys just arrested me and now you're letting me go. I want protection. He's like, this is not going to, he's like, I'm scared to death yeah. <laughs> of what's going to happen. I mean, he, he doesn't even know Jack Bauer and he knows what's going to happen. So yeah. anyways, Bauer like beats the crap out of the U S Marshal, And, uh, you know, and then basically says, okay, you're going to tell me what I need to know. Where's Marwan? And he's like, I'm not telling you anything. And he breaks like three of his fingers or something. <laughs> and he's like, okay, fine. Anyways, well, in the process of this, they had asked Logan before they released him if they could use whatever means necessary, um, creative interrogation, let's call it that, to get this information out of him. And Logan's like, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to allow that. Well, Bauer basically says, we don't have time for his indecision. And that's why he did this. Right. So that is why Logan's sending the Secret Service to arrest Jack because how dare he be in the subordinate? You know, how dare he not listen to what I told him to do? I'm the president, for goodness sake, you know? And so, yeah, you know, then they get to where Marwan is and completely destroy the mission because Bauer has to come out right away. So they send in Castle and Castle gets spotted. So, you know, right. Marwan. Right. their cover and Marwan gets yeah. away and. Marwan gets away. Bauer's ticked off and. You know, to his credit, to his credit, the Secret Service guy was pretty cool. He's like, "Hey, Mr. Bauer, I totally understand, but I'm just following orders." He's like, "I'm sorry, but you know, that's the way it is." <laughs> so. Yeah. So and then, and then it was kind of slap in the face because uh, after they arrest him, um, Logan finds out that Marwan escapes, and he's and like, "Oh fault. man, I, I <laughs> that was a right. bad decision. Go let Jack go. I mean, he he was obviously right and." And so, so they let Jack go, and I, I, I mean, I don't think uh, Jack didn't say it, but he, but he, but he's like, hey, this, this was, I mean, there's no, I mean, he, you can tell that it was like a slap in his face. Oh, he was. And, and then he's just like, man, we had him. Yeah, we had Marwan. And so, you know, and and that led to, you know, that whole realization on Logan's part almost led him to resign. I think he was getting ready to resign, and Novik's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, you know, the country can't handle three presidents in one day. Which, looking back, Novik, let him resign. Yeah. (laughs) Please. Knowing what I do from the seasons following, please, just let him resign. But, you know, he convinces him, no, you know, he's, and this is, I mean, I think this is the best, and I I think I tweeted this when I was watching this, Josh, that this leads to the absolute best decision that Charles Logan ever made. And I mean ever. And that's when 
Novik says, hey, I, you know, if you wanted some help, I know a person that could give you some good advice. Because he asked Novik for advice, and mm-hmm. Novik's like, I got somebody that can give you better advice than I can. And then you see the phone ring, and, you know, a person pick it up and hand it to somebody and say, you know, it's Mike Novik or whatever, and, and it's, it's David Palmer. Yeah. And he asked David to come in, you know, and, and to advise him and help him run this operation to, you know, get back this, because I think by now they've realized there's a warhead. There's a nuclear warhead somewhere that they've lost, you know, that, that Marwan got. And so he basically asked Palmer to run the operation to get it back. And I'm just sitting there like, finally, you make a good decision. I mean, you couldn't have made a better decision at this point in time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm ready to to hug you at this point because you made a good, because <laughs> you brought in David Palmer. One, I like seeing David Palmer. He's awesome. But two, I mean, he's been through this situation and, he, and he, he's a leader. I mean, we talked about this in the earlier seasons. He knew how to make decisions and he knew how to not worry about what everybody was going to say. So he brings in Palmer and that leads to its own problems um, because he's the president and he's the president, they're both president, I guess. Um, you know, there's some question there of, you know, he's not in the chain of command. Why is he here? Why are you not talking to your cabinet? Why are you not talking to, you know, the, the speaker of the house was the one that was really, really pushing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a power play. I mean, you know, like they discuss, you know, Logan and Novick and, and Palmer talk about, you know, Basically, the Speaker of the House looks at it and says, "You know, I'm one step away from the presidency now. Right? You know, this this is what I've been pushing for my entire life. I'm one step away." And the best line is when Logan's like, "I can't believe that you know Speaker, I can't remember his last name, but I can't believe Mr. Speaker would you know put his personal ambitions above the good of the country." And Palmer looks at him and says, "To him, they're one and the same." Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Palmer realizes, you know, this, I, I'm willing to help. I want to help. I think I can help, but. This could this could cause some issues, you know. This guy jumping mm-hmm. up and down and throwing fits, and um, the cool thing is that you know Palmer hatches this plan to put put a uh, um, the speaker in his place basically by allowing Logan to put Palmer in his place and basically allow Logan to appear to be in control, yeah. which is funny because he wasn't. But yeah, but he, but I mean that was definitely an awesome um, plan by Palmer and it worked perfectly. Yeah. Well, and it shows the humility of Palmer too. I mean, he wasn't there to be in charge. Yeah. He wasn't trying he to wasn't, get the credit. He wasn't, yeah. He wasn't seeking for it. He wasn't, you know, glorying in the fact that he was there. He honestly, I mean, you know, we all know that Palmer left the presidency, not really wanting to leave yet. You know, he was kind of forced into it by the, the things that happened in season three. Right. And he really just wanted to serve the country. And so when he was asked to come, he came and he was, you know, he did exactly what Logan asked him to do. Yeah, he took charge, but Logan asked him to. He basically said, I want you to run this. I, You have my authority to do whatever, which we find out later wasn't necessarily what he meant right. later. <laughs> but, you know, Palmer, I mean, it shows the kind of leader he was because he was okay with, you know, in front of the entire cabinet having Logan put him in his place, quote unquote, mm-hmm. because – you know, it was a plan, but, you know, it, it solved the problem of wondering who was in charge because Logan told Palmer, okay, that's enough from you, you know, and Palmer leaves and then he moves on. But I, it's, it's a cool dynamic, you know, very, very rarely. I mean, even in real life, I don't think you would ever see a situation like that where it's like, 
you know, they, they reach out, at least not that we ever find out about where they, they reach out to a former president. I'm sure they do. They would be dumb not to reach out to former presidents and ask their advice. Um, but it's cool to see the dynamic of two presidents in the same room and, and how that would affect things. Because yeah. it certainly certainly would. I mean, you're the most powerful person in the world. And let's be honest, even when you're the past president, you're one of the most powerful people in the world. I mean, people care what you think. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> the other the other cool part was when they were in that meeting and the speaker says um, says something like re- refers to President Palmer as David. And Palmer looks at him and he goes, first off, it's Mr. President. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> Go, David. I, Mr. President. That was awesome. Yes, absolutely. But I, but I think that whole thing was planned, too. I mean, they knew that he was going to be disrespectful to Palmer. Right. And then Palmer says, you know, it's Mr. President. And then Logan says, yes, but, you know, the functional title. You know, yes, you should be referred to by that, but I am the acting president, you know, and, and that sets up that whole thing. But right, it was that was that was one of the coolest scenes, I think, that that dynamic of those two in the same room. And, you know, you can tell that the indecision that Logan often has, you know, right next to the the strong, you know, decisiveness of David Palmer was nowhere more evident than in those few few episodes. Right. So, anyways, I talked. We talked about that more than I thought we would, but well, it's you, an interesting dynamic. Well, you hate Logan. I I do. I really so. <laughs> really do. But I will say he had one or two one or two times where he made good decisions, and that yeah. was one of them. Yeah, calling David, and, and then there's one in season five, and we'll get to that soon, I'm sure. Yeah, but, I think it was yeah, only for the most one. part. Yeah, <laughs> and it's downhill from there. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, so Palmer comes in to assist, um, and then one of the guys that's helping Marwan, his girlfriend, gets suspicious, calls CTU, and says, hey, you know, I, I'm concerned about what my boyfriend's into. Um, you know, I found some stuff on his computer, blah, blah, blah. And so they have to send somebody out to the computer. So, of course, they send their best analyst, Chloe. And Chloe's freaking out. She's like, I'm, I'm on a fuel agent. I'm not supposed to go right. I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah. Again, it's like, well, you're promoted. No, <laughs> but, you know, they go out with a team. You know, she takes two agents with her and they get to this house. Well, all of a sudden they hear like a fall or something as they're looking at the computer. And this guy had came to kill the girlfriend because they knew that, you know, she was they were having issues with this guy's girlfriend. So they're like, well, we'll kill her and then she won't say anything or ask questions. So they chase Chloe and this girl around, and, and it's awesome because Chloe's, like, freaking out. She calls Jack, like, Jack, help! Called yeah. Edgar and says we're being shot at, and, you know, they're frantically trying to get people there. Right. And um, they, they run out to the car because they're like, oh, we'll just drive away. Well, one of the agents has the keys in his pocket, obviously. And so they lock themselves in the car. The guy goes to shoot, and you're like, oh, crap. I thought he, I thought he shot the girlfriend. And then you realize it's bulletproof glass. And, uh... So anyways, this guy like starts ramming the car with his car and mm-hmm. Chloe, Chloe's Chloe, though she's not a field agent, I'm sure probably had weapons training and was able to unlock the gun, the rifle and kill the guy. <laughs> so with the, I think this was this the first time we see Chloe shoot a gun. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So new, new side of Chloe for us. She did very well. Yeah. I was very impressed with her. Um, it was pretty cool with her posture when she was holding the gun and, um, <laughs> Her ability to, to keep it on target. So um, I, I shoot guns. I like guns. So yes, <laughs> I, I know I noticed that kind of stuff. I'm like, wow, she did really great for never shooting a gun before in real life. I mean, obviously she did in real life, but 
like in her character, but in a situation where somebody's ramming you, it's not that easy to keep the gun on target, I wouldn't think. But she did great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go and give her props for that. Yes, very good. So she finds some stuff on the computer. They find uh, information that leads to a Chinese citizen named Li Zhong. Right. Li Zhong, I think. And they find out that he'd sold some information to Marwan and that he has shown up at the Chinese consulate, which, of course, adds to the fact that it sounds like you're guilty. You know, <laughs> you're running to the, the sovereign soil of your country to keep from being caught. So Palmer calls and asks them to, you know, turn him over. And the consulate says, well, you know, I'd like to, but we need to, you know, he's a citizen and he's on our land. We got to, you know, we got to get this approved, basically. Right, yeah. Well, they don't have time. Palmer calls back a couple times and says, look, this weapon, you know, I mean, it, it could be within three hours that this is going to happen, you know. And so, you know, they go back and forth. And then I think it's Jack that suggests, you know, let's go in and get him. Was it Jack that suggested it? Um, well, it was just now. a conversation between Jack and Palmer. Right. Um, very similar to the conversation they had in season three when yeah, Jack was making the decision assignment. to go and break out Ramon Salazar. Right. So they're like, hey, this is the only way for us to be able to get this done. And I love the right. statement that Palmer made um, when when the decision was made, because, I mean, obviously, if they go and do this, I mean, obviously, that can be some very bad you can't um, political nobody can know. ramifications right. um right. and so and so palmer is like well if you do that or when you do this there can't be any ties back at all right. to our government and so if you do this you are on your own if you get caught then you're going to be tried in the chinese government and all their systems and all yeah. that kind of stuff and, and i can't protect you yeah, and, and we, we can't do anything to protect you or help you. And so, and then yeah. Palmer made this awesome statement, and he said, if it was anybody else, I would yeah. ask if you were sure. <laughs> yes, love it. And so, but... That is... Oh. But, but but they already had that relationship to where Palmer yep. knew, they, they both yep. knew that something had, had to get done. done. Yep. And they knew that Jack was willing to do that. Right. <clears throat> You know, and I think it's interesting as they get there because Jack understands that, hey, if I get caught, <laughs> this is really bad. So nobody on the team goes in. I mean, he says, I want your best. He said, I want the best guys. He made sure Curtis came with him. Right. They had uh, Burns. Was it Burns, I think? Um, was his name? Yeah. Burn. Burn. Howard Burn. Um, and then they had a, a lady who was, you know, spoke Chinese so they could translate for this guy. So anyways, Jack sneaks in and uh, tells everybody else to stay on the perimeter. So, I mean, basically it's, hey, you guys don't go in unless you absolutely have to because if we get caught, I don't want you guys to have to deal with this, which is total jack move. You know, I'm willing to put myself at risk, not willing to put my team at risk. You know, right. if they choose to, that's one thing, but I'm not going to do it. I actually so he wonder, sneaks in. I actually mm. wonder if that ties back to season one um, when he was back in uh, um, Kosovo. Mm -hmm. or what was it? And so when, yeah. when he went in and, and he lost his team. Right. So I wonder yeah, if that ties team. into his mindset of being solo a lot. Right. That way he doesn't have to worry about a team being right. being behind him. And not, you know, and I, and I don't think it's that he doesn't trust them. I mean, I you learn through these couple seasons, you know, with Curtis that he implicitly trusts Curtis too. Right. I mean, he's over and over again. Curtis is the one he asked for. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's more... 
I'm not going to ask you to give up your life for this because basically that's what was going to happen. If, if I get caught by the Chinese, my life's over. Right. You know, the, the Chinese are not forgiving about this kind of stuff. So he sneaks in. It's awesome when he breaks into the room, decks the console, <laughs> and then takes Lee and runs out. And as he's going, as he's running out, you know, all the security notices and uh, starts shooting at him. And I think I remember seeing the time when he gets shot, but Lee gets shot as he's carrying him out. Um, And as he's getting close to the door, Curtis and Byrne, you know, come in the back door to help him, you know, basically, you know, help him on the way out. And as they're doing that, unbeknownst to everyone, Byrne, one of the guys, lifts up his face mask. They're wearing ski masks, obviously. Lifts, lifts up his mask, and it's one of those, this will come into play later on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but he pulls it right back down real quick, and they get out of there, and, and they leave, and um, he's been shot, so they, they do everything they can to um, keep him, you know, get him back to CTU, and, you know, Jack has to start, you know, I think he has to start doing CPR, doesn't he, in the, the van, I think, because his lungs are filling up with fluid or something. Yeah, because he's in um, very critical condition, so they're trying yeah. to get some information, but he's not... He, he's willing to give the information, but he wants the pardon and all that kind of right. stuff from the president. And right. so he says, I'm not going to say anything until I get that in writing. Yeah. Then he gets to the point where I, I don't think he can talk. I mean, yeah, because he's, of the he's so critical that, yeah, I, there's no talking going on. So, you know, they get back to, to CTU and they're rushing him into the, the, uh, you know, medical into medical and, Basically, he needs to be worked on now. Well, the doctor's already busy working on... Paul Reigns. Paul Reigns, who had crashed for some random reason. They thought he was fairly stable, and then all of a sudden, like, his heart rate started, like, skyrocketing. Yeah. And I can't remember what it was that was going on, but for what... You know, it was, you know, dire as well. Right. And, you know, you know, so Jack's forced in this impossible situation of... You know, the guy says, I already have a patient. I can't, you know, if I stop, he's going to die. And Jack pulls a gun on the surgeon <laughs> and says, this man will, you know, he's the only one that can save millions of lives if we get information from him. And basically pulls a gun on the surgeon and says, you will stop and you will go over and work on this guy. And Audrey's in there. Yeah. I mean, Audrey followed him and is like, what are you doing, Jack? And, you know, that is one of the most poignant moments as they as they show Jack making that decision and he keeps looking over at Audrey and Audrey's just looking at him with this horror on his face. Like, what are you doing? You know, how could you do something like this? You know? And, and it's, that is an intense episode. It I is. Give it that. Yeah. Cause then, then you're seeing, um, I mean, of course they get like all the medical staff on, um, on Lee and, yep. and then Paul starts to go down. And so then you see Curtis over there, um, doing some CPR or at least uh, chest compressions. And so Jack was Curtis was helping. Jack was doing the chest compressions. No, Curtis was doing the chest compressions. Um, and then Jack still has Initially. his gun. And then, so he puts it away and he jumps over there and oh, right. go there. Jack grabs the paddles while Curtis right. oh, is still right. doing the compressions. And then he um, says clear. And so they're trying to try to get him back as he flatlined. Right. And so, and, of course, and then Jack starts doing compressions again. And it just keeps yeah. going and keeps going. Yeah, even after you know, everyone said that he's gone. Curtis stops him, you know, or tries to. And Jack, like, throws his arms, you know, like, leave me alone. And, you know, it's at that point, I think, that Jack realizes the decision he made. I mean, Jack has this wonderful ability of being able to just, you know, clear-cut make the correct decision. Right. But afterwards, he realizes all of the implications 
that that decision has. Yeah, I mean that was that. I mean that was intense because I mean first of all, I mean he had the uh the suspect that had to get worked on because they had to get the information. But then you have Paul Rains, and right. Paul was he saved his life. Saved his life was, just a couple hours. He was before. there. The reason he was on that table was because he saved Jack's life. Right, and so I mean. I mean, Jack had, I mean, all this, I mean, basically kind of in his mind, he had a debt to Paul right. because of this now. And Paul wouldn't have anything of it earlier. Um, Not to mention that his girlfriend cared about Paul because they were right. still married. Right. And so yeah, there was so that whole dynamic. And so, I mean, I bet all this is going through Jack's head as this is going on. And it's like, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm making a decision between saving the country and saving this man that saved my life and is also the husband of my girlfriend right which is a weird situation but there you go yeah. and so <laughs> and so because if i let him die if i let paul die what's that going to do with my relationship with right. um audrey audrey thank you right <laughs> yeah and yeah. so yeah very intense and we'll get into it as we discuss the rest of it but you know it's interesting that over and over again for the rest of the season everybody reiterates to jack you made the right decision i mean you really did and and I think that's what makes Jack such an asset is the fact that he's able to, like we said, you know, logically make those decisions devoid of what, you know, the consequences might be to my personal life or to, um, you know, other people. You know, he just does it with the single purpose of what's best for the country. And he makes the right decision every time. Mm-hmm. Almost every time. There's probably some that he didn't make quite the right decision. I guess in the first episode when he's like trying to save Terry first season. But, you know, for the most part, I mean, over and over again, the guy makes the correct decision, you know, and it ruins his life because of it over and over again. Right. You know, I mean, you have Audrey afterwards who Jack says, I'm so sorry. And she's like, I can't, I can't even talk to you. I I don't know what you want me to do. I can't handle this. And, uh, you know, that, that scene, I guess, ends with Jack saying, you know, Audrey, what do you want me to do? And she says, just leave. And he does. He just walks away. But, you know, the the mental strain, the emotional strain on, you know, somebody like a Jack Bauer is unbelievable. You know, the decisions you have to make and, you know, the the ripple effects that those have for every other aspect of your life. All right. So after that whole situation there where it's so intense in the room and jack jack leaves they're able to revive lee jung enough to where they're able to get some information mm-hmm. from him um I, right. I believe it's he gives a couple locations where marwan usually is right yeah he um i think he had three locations that he gives and in, in the first two jack's like we already know about that one we already know about that one and the third one he didn't know about and so then they kind of stop and they're like Oh, so, you know, then they get a team together and and they head off that way. Around this same time, we find out that in the middle of this attack that the Chinese consul had been killed. Yeah. Which uh, ticks off the Chinese. (laughs) Even even though even though there was, you know, no one on on the CTU side that had shot. They didn't even I don't think they took guns in, Um, you know, it doesn't matter to the Chinese, you know, because of them going into their consulate. You know, the consul was dead, and that's really all they cared about at that point. Um, right. So anyways, they get this information. Uh, Jack and Curtis and a team go to go to Marwan's location. They 
and they sneak in and um, capture Marwan. And it's kind of funny because when you know the, Kurt, he sends Curtis around, so Marwan comes back towards Jack, and then Jack steps around the corner, has a gun pointed at him, and Marwan's like, "You're too late," or something like that, and Jack just shoots him right away, <laughs> like in the arm or something or the leg. I think it was the leg. Just shoots him. The guy falls on the ground, and then you know he does the whole let's step on the bullet wound because it yeah. hurts, I guess. And uh, starts asking him questions, and Marwan says, you know, you're too late, you'll never stop the missile. And you can see in Jack's face, and, and Curtis's face as well, that, holy crap, there's a missile? You know, they, they thought it was just going to be, you know, on the ground somewhere, you know, released. Um, so, you know, they just try to, try to stop it and try to figure out where it is and, and um, are unable to. And that's what they do for quite a while. And, um, you know, I think Chloe's working on it and... Um, Edgar's working on it and they're trying to figure out where this is at and how they can stop it. And um, Anyways, it ends up launching and then they can't find it because it's, you know, it's got the technology where it's not able to be tracked by radar, which is quite, you know, useful at that point in time. Yeah. Um, so anyways, they decide, you know, they, they kind of ask, I think, I think Bill asked Jack if he can, you know, get any information from Marwan. And Jack's kind of like, no, there's probably not very quickly. So they get ready to transport him back to CTU. And at the same time, you know, as they're loading him in the car, you know, uh, what's the RPG, I guess it'd be, um, hits the other vehicle and there's an attack and, and Marwan is rescued, which, you know, like you were talking, you know, we were talking before we started recording, Josh, he's, he's slippery. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, every single time he seems to get out of it. I don't know what it is, but... You know, so he gets away. It's like, really? You know, and everybody dies except for Jack and Curtis. You know, they all get killed, which, you know, sucks, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, they, uh, Jack calls CTU and trying to figure out what they're doing. And, and basically they find out that, you know, he'd escaped the perimeter. They ditched the car, got in another car, and, and there was no hope of finding him quickly. So they head back to CTU. Yeah, but they're able to recover his phone, aren't they? Oh, yes. While they're there, they do recover the phone, correct? Yeah, and uh, I believe it's Edgar mm-hmm. does some uh, searching into it and uh, checks the phone numbers that, right. um, that that were made so that they can be able to get as much information as possible. Obviously, try to get other contacts so they can try to locate them. Right. And in the process of doing that, um, one of the numbers that came up belonged to Richard Heller. Dun, dun, dun. And so, of course, um, remember him <laughs> earlier. I mean, he's right. obviously the son of Heller, and right. uh, they had him in custody for a while earlier in the day, and finally released him because they they finally determined that he doesn't really have information. But at the same time, I think didn't the uh, polygraph show that he was hiding something? Yeah, that he was hiding something, but, but they and, didn't know what it was. They kind of determined, yeah, it, maybe it's nothing that's related to this, but right. they well, definitely and, gave and, a spike. And that's, you know, during the process of, you know, Heller realizing that they had, you know, tortured his son and he was a little bit annoyed at that. So, yeah, they ended up releasing him. But, yeah, so they go to pick him up again. And then there's, it was kind of funny, there's kind of that conversation at CTU of, okay, who's going to tell Audrey? Yeah. (laughs) By the way, we're bringing your brother back and interrogating him again. And then it's even worse because they tell him and then she's like, well, who's going to interrogate him? And they're like, "Um, Jack. Jack. (laughs) What? Yeah, you know, wait, she's I already seen what him. happened with Paul. Yeah. <laughs> she's already seen him torture Paul and then allow Paul to die and isn't real happy with Jack at this point in time. 
I don't know if it's well, I think he's not she's not happy, but I think it's more she's just trying to process who Jack is. Right. And isn't used to who Jack is. So anyways, they bring uh bring him in, set him up in uh, interrogation room one. I don't know if it was one, but that usually seems to be the one they use. And <laughs> um Jack gets there and Audrey's like, you know, please, you know, let me talk to him first. You know, maybe since, you know, we're related, maybe he'll give me something. Jack's like, okay, you know, take five minutes. And she so she goes in there. And starts talking to him and says, you know, please tell us. And he's like, I don't know anything. I don't know what you guys want from me. You know, he's very belligerent still, which, I mean, he was tortured earlier. So I'd probably be a little bit belligerent too. And then it's mm-hmm. interesting because Jack's standing outside. And towards the end of her five minutes, she she starts changing how she's talking to him. And she starts talking about, and you kind of see the way that she's starting to look at Jack because of the things Jack's done. Because she starts saying stuff like, you know, there's a man out there that will hurt you. If you don't tell him what he needs to know and he will hurt you until you tell him, you know, and so you can tell that, you know, she's, you know, pretty, um, not surprised, I guess, but she's terrified of Jack and the, the type of person that he is, you know, and seeing him in that role, you know, is very different for her and very concerning and confusing and, and all sorts of things, which I can understand, you know, that's a different type of person. Um, so anyway, she begs him, and then uh, Secretary Heller shows up at the same time, and he's standing there watching Audrey talk to him. And basically, he says, this is ridiculous. He's wasting time. He needs to tell us what's going on. So he goes in, and uh, in typical Heller form, just starts reaming him, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and telling him that this is all his fault, and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people's lives are on the line if he doesn't tell them what's going on. And I don't even remember what it was that, he finally just like something clicks and he starts telling him and he's like, you know, I was, I was at a party and, and anyways, we find out that he was at a party and these two people, you know, um, were partying with him and they decided to go back to his house and, and party and whatnot. And, um, and that while they were there, he said, you know, one of them must've used my phone and, um, made a phone call. He said, because I, I I don't know who Marwan is. I've never talked to this guy. I have no idea what you're talking about, but, you know, he finally tells him that one of them has to use it. And so Heller starts saying, okay, well, we're looking for, you know, a guy that um, that was here and everything. And he's like, no, it, you know, it wasn't the guy. And so we have this, you know, shocking family, you know, soap opera type revelation um, right. that that um, he was with the guy, not the girl. And, you know, then you have um, kind of a, actually, it was almost a, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The family almost kind of comes together a little bit at that point because, you know, Richard at that point says, well, I'll bet you're more, you know, more disgusted and more um, embarrassed of me. And Heller's like, you know what? He's like, that's not what's bothering me. He says, the fact that it's bothering me is you lied about it. You know, and there was information that could have saved people's lives and you didn't mm-hmm. tell us about it. And to Richard's, def- to Richard's credit, I, he said, well, I didn't think it had anything to do with it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say okay I can get that I understand that you know yeah you don't see the connection to it and so yeah I can, I can buy that a little bit but anyways they get a sketch artist in there and they get uh, they call the cab companies and they get lucky and and they're able to find the cab that left them because you know Heller, part of Heller's thing was you know well what kind of car did they drive where did you drop them off and of course he didn't and they didn't mm-hmm. you know <laughs> a cab picked him up which is of course you know convenient. Convenient, which <laughs> once we find out who it is, then you understand why because she's very smart. So, anyways, yeah. they uh, 
the cab company tells them where they dropped them off. It was in a, a an apartment complex, and so they get ready to move on this apartment complex. And then you see these two um, in their room there, and the camera pans around, and you see who it is, and you're like, no way. Yeah, what? It was Mandy, who I have to admit is one of my favorite villains. I don't know why. I just like her. <laughs> She's good maybe, at escaping. Yeah, she's very good at escaping. And maybe it's the fact that she's never in it long enough to do enough that you really, really don't like her. She's just like yeah, there maybe. for a couple of episodes and then gone. You know, the next person to pay her, she's back again. <laughs> you know. Um, so anyways, her and her boyfriend are there and, and they're getting ready to leave. Because, uh, well, I think they were just getting ready to leave to meet uh, Marwan, I think. Right, and then they notice there's some police outside or something, and and her boyfriend's like, oh, you know, they they found us and everything, and she's he goes, we got to get out of here. He goes, well, she goes, well, we can't both leave because if we both leave, they'll know, you know, something's going on. Somebody's got to stay back and distract him. And he's like, what? And she goes, yeah, and it's gonna be you, and then shoots him. <laughs> so loving. <laughs> I know. It's like, jeez, that was harsh. So, um, Jack and and uh, Jack wanted Curtis to go with him. And Bill said, no, you know, Curtis can't go. So he says, you know, I want Tony. I want Tony to come with me on this operation if we're going to do it. And before they leave, you know, Tony and Michelle have had several conversations. And uh, basically Tony's told Michelle, look, I I can't live without you. You know, I'm tired of doing this. I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore. And, And Michelle reciprocates and basically says the same thing. But Tony says, hey, you know, we've got a this job. This job destroys relationships. You know, and and you notice that is when he said that, I started thinking back to the entire episode or the the entire series, not series, I guess, the entire season. There's the word I was looking for. Yes. And the number of times that Tony points out and you notice that he had tried to point out to Michelle several times because he'd made comments about Jack and Audrey and how close they were at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the day and how, you know, the job just, you know, ripped them apart and caused all sorts of issues and and he finally comes to his point of, look, if we're going to make this work, we both have to be away from CTU. We cannot work here. It's just not right. going to work. And, um, you know, right before he leaves with Jack, you know, Michelle says, okay, you know, after this, you know, we'll we'll make it work and, you know, we'll find something to do, you know. Because that was her thing. What do, you, what do you want me to do? This is all I've done for 10 years, you know. And he's like, I don't care. We can do anything as long as, you know, we get the chance to, to revive our relationship basically, so. So Tony leaves with that, and I think it's funny. Right before they leave, Michelle does the whole, you know, be careful and, you know, everything. And he's walking out the mm-hmm. door, and he kind of gives that Tony smile and uh, turns around and walks out the door. And it's like, nice. Tony's yeah. back. Tony's back. <laughs> like, totally. I mean, he's been back for a while, but that was the Tony you knew. You know, he kind of had that, that uh, not quite, but almost arrogant strut, you know, the way he walked. And, you know, right. it was the Tony that had the sunglasses and, you know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but he's just that. It was almost that uh, that airplane pilot walk. You know what I mean? Just yeah. that uber confident. You know, kind of. It was it was cool. I'm like, hey, Tony's back. Yay! <laughs> no more of this. Huh? You know, Tony. That's woe is me, and my life sucks. It's like, okay, now he can do his job. Everything's gonna go great now. So right. Yeah. Now he's got that part kind of fixed. Now he can right. be able to go and take care of this next part right so is there they get there and um yeah surround the place and they're gonna 
they're starting, I think, just go room by room and, you know, slowly try to find her because they know there's no way they're getting out. Well, they didn't even know she's there yet, I don't think. You know, all they know is there was a guy and a girl, but they don't know who it is. Right. And um, anyways, as they're trying to find him, um, she sneaks out. And Castle and Tony are in the middle of the this uh, apartment complex overlooking, you know, just keeping an eye on everything. Well, she comes out and shoots Castle. Puts a gun on Tony, you know, and basically tells, makes Castle kid handcuff Tony. And then she shoots Castle. And you're like, no. I like Castle. He's been in like three seasons. <laughs> yeah, so, he's yeah. he's kind of he, he was one of those that was kind of lucky enough to kind of be on the fringe of right. uh, Jack's associations to where he can still be viable, but yeah, and live. <laughs> <laughs> you, usually, you don't last that long if you're a CTU agent. They usually don't even manage to, you know, name them name. because they don't <laughs> get there that long. It's just like henchman one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> CTU, CTU agent, agent one, one two, three, four, five, <laughs> right. 20. That's right. But, you know, Castle had been there a while, but he gets shot and uh, killed, and she takes Tony hostage. So they go into a room. And then you notice that she's on the computer, and she's looking up information about Tony and finds out that Tony had gone to jail for putting Michelle's life above national security. And she says, well, you know, you did that for Michelle. Let's see if Michelle will do that back for you. So she calls Michelle and basically says, um, either you redeploy people and let me leave or Tony dies. So I don't know if like mm-hmm. her and Saunders were friends, you know, Saunders from last season, but they do exactly the same thing. I mean, it's the exact same situation, just reversed, you know, move, you know, have, have the people moved, you know, do it by the time I call back or Tony dies. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, while this whole thing's going on and, and she's calling back and forth and, and Michelle, like, gets ready to go through with it. Um, yeah, but, she's, yeah, she's about to. You know, while this is happening, we should jump to this real quick. Um, the Chinese consul gets information. They find out for sure who the agent was that had, you know, they'd seen on his picture on the the uh, video surveillance. And he mm-hmm. came and interrogated everybody at CTU. And um, asked Jack some questions and whatnot. And, and I think always kind of had a suspicion that Jack was part of it, but can never prove it. And um, Edgar actually makes a comment that makes him realize that Jack was there. And uh, it's funny because Chloe then says, you know, if you just keep your big mouth shut. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so they realize, and, and as they were interrogating, they had trained a satellite over CTU so they could watch what was going on. And they saw Jack get uh, Agent Byrne on a helicopter. And so when Byrne lands in San Diego, he calls Buchanan like he's supposed to. Buchanan's like, okay, you need to establish an alibi. You need to figure out where you were at, you know, what you were doing with CTU, you know, San Diego and so on and so forth. And Byrne says, okay, I'll let you know as soon as it's done. And, uh, CTU agent opens the door of the vehicle to get in. And Cheng Z is sitting there. (laughs) Yeah. And, that's the end of that, really. Um, you know, they he tells him, you know, who was leading their operation, and you know, Burn being the good CTU agent he is, says, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I haven't been in Los Angeles. I I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, Yeah, we'll see. 
and uh, they interrogate him and basically scare him to death with the, look, you're the one that's going to take credit for this if nobody else does, and you will be in a labor camp in China. Your family won't know where you went. The government won't know where you went. You'll just disappear, and you'll be in a hard labor camp for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. And it's at that point that he, you know, completely cracks and, you know, names Jack Bauer, which does not work well for Jack. No. But. A very big turning point. Right. Right. So that's going on. And around the same time as they're doing this, you know, um, the White House is given this video of Burns' confession. And, uh, well, I think first they say, well, we know that you were involved. And Logan's like, there's no way, you know, we weren't involved. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, that's funny because your agent just said he was, you know, and then they show the video and it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> this isn't good. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then they kind of say, well, did, yeah, they, they are our agents, but they weren't operating under our authority. Right. And so, and then, and the Chinese are like, well, if you're going to, if that's your stance, then you need to help us get Jack Bauer. Right. You need to hand him over. Right. And that'll kind of be the proof that you weren't complicit right. in what they were doing. Otherwise, we're going to hold your government responsible. Right. And so, and so then that's when um, Logan makes the decision that, hey, we need to turn Jack over. And of course, and, um, we are introduced to Walt Cummings oh, I like him. during these episodes. Punk. And and he's like, um, he's talking to Logan and saying, well, if they capture Jack or if we give them Jack, he has a lot of information. Right. And if the Chinese get him, break him. they're going to get all kinds of information from Jack Bauer that can really hurt us. Right. The best part, and so the best part there was oh, the ahead. best part there was when, when he says that, and Palmer goes, "That would never happen," you know. Palmer's like, right. he, he would never ever tell anything, and Cummings is like, "As much as I'd like to believe that, you know, the Chinese are persuasive." Basically, is what he says. But Palmer, right. Palmer's adamant. Palmer's adamant that first off, this isn't how we treat a guy that's just saved the day, you know. And second off, you know, he's not going to say anything. You know. Right, which uh, which kind of a spoiler. Um, flash forward to season six. During mm -hmm. sometime in, in between there, he does get captured by the Chinese, and he's with them for a long period of time. And and the Chinese, um, when they finally bring Jack back, their comment is that he didn't say a single word the entire time that right. he was with us. Right, and and so I mean that that's just kind of proof for, for right. what Palmer said that he's not going to give up information. Right. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to that shortly. Very shortly. But um, yeah. And so you have that, that, you know, dynamic of them going back and forth and, and whatnot. But, and as that's happening or just before it's happening, I guess, you know, Mandy contacts Michelle, like we said, Michelle's about ready to go through with it. And then Bill comes in and it's a cool line because Bill's getting ready to walk out and Michelle goes, I can't do it. And Bill's like, what are you talking about? And she goes, I wasn't going to say anything, you know, but, you know, this lady has Tony hostage. And if I don't do what she says, you know, she's going to kill him. And, um, you know, Bill's very supportive and basically says, look, you know, no big deal. We've got it taken care of now. She goes, yeah, but I wasn't going to tell you. I didn't tell you right away. And he's like, hey, it's OK. Let's fix it now. And so they get a hold of Jack and they agree that they're going to do what, you know, Mandy wants them to do. 
and uh, so they are, and then they they're like, you know, Tony and her are going out to a car, and it's raining really hard, and she's on the phone with them saying, as soon as I get in the car, you know, I'll drop off Tony and tell you where he is, and then they get ready to move in, and Jack's like, no, don't, you know, something's wrong, and at that point, you hear, you know, Mandy say, Michelle, you lied to me, you know, you'll never take me alive, and the car blows up, and they both die. Yeah. And so at that point, Michelle just like, you know, collapses. And, and CTU is tracking this via satellite. Right, they're watching what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Michelle collapses. You know, Jack's awful upset because Tony's, you know, his very, very good friend. And um, so I think it's probably five or ten minutes that they're sitting there. And then and then Jack starts thinking something doesn't make sense. You know, something's not adding up. And uh, he talks to Bill, and Bill's like, all right, well, you need to come back. And he's like, no. He's like, something doesn't fit here. He's like, you know, she negotiates and negotiates and negotiates and kills herself. That doesn't make any sense. And so he starts listening to the tape over and over again and realizes that there's no rain on her side of the phone. There's no sound of rain. Yeah, and then when the explosion goes off, it's not... I mean, the, you, you could hear it faintly right. in the phone call, but not like you're right there in the car where, where it's yeah, happening. Yeah, the phone would have went dead, He's right? like, yeah, they're still here. They said that wasn't them. Yeah. So they start looking again, it, and uh, she tries to sneak out with Tony at this time, and Tony steps on some glass, I think, or a light bulb or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, broke, leaves yeah. some blood marks as they're walking out. And uh, so they, they follow him, and they find up catching him in a— the parking garage, which I've noticed that in 24, every place has parking garages. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean, that parking cool. garage that they were in looks like a parking garage for a huge mall, not like a, an apartment complex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must be a really big apartment complex. But, you know, neither here nor there. It's funny because Jack pulls a gun on her and she, you know, obviously has a gun to Tony's head. And she's like, you're not going to shoot. And uh, Jack goes... Yes, I will. <laughs> and it's funny because you can see her face change. Like the look in her face changes and she's like, oh, crap. <laughs> you really and will. She's like, I believe <laughs> you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I would too. <laughs> and of course, Tony's like, do it, Jack. Just shoot her. <laughs> but anyways, Curtis sneaks up behind her and they catch her. And um, they have to, Jack basically knows that there's no way you're going to break this lady. So he goes straight to the whole you know, I have the authority to to get you a deal with the president if you'll tell us, you know, where Marwan is. And um, so she says, okay, if I get the if I get the the paperwork, and you know, my my lawyer confirms that it's good, I'll tell you, you know, because she's an opportunist. I mean, she's not like committed to the cause or anything. You know, they wrote her a check and she was willing to do whatever, but she's not gonna like die for these people. I don't think. Um, right. So anyways, they get the, the letter, but as they're in the process of doing that, a little twist is the fact that Novick says, as we were looking into this and figuring out, we noticed something and he shows them. No, it was Pierce, Aaron Pierce that shows them. So we noticed some footage. And so they show a picture of Mandy, you know, they'd taken when they took her in the custody. And then they show a picture of when Palmer was, you know, the attempt was made on his life. And there's right. Mandy standing right in front of him. Which, well, like I was going to say, which is weird that they have her picture, but they never tried to catch her. But maybe they did, and they just never could catch her, I guess. But, um, Or maybe they just didn't put two and two right. together that it was 
a result of her right, intrigue. Right, true. So, um, you know, there's that, and they realize that if they pardon her, they're pardoning her for the attempted assassination of a president, you know, beyond everything else she's done. And, you know, Palmer, being the good man that he is, says, do it, you know. We have to. You know, there's a nuclear warhead heading straight towards somewhere right now. You know, we have to, we have, you know, you have to pardon her. So they do, sadly. Mm-hmm. And we never really find out what happens to Mandy after that, do we? She shows up she, in uh, season nine. Does she nine. show up again? I don't know. <laughs> oh, season nine. I got gotcha. That's the season That's nine, the announcement. Yeah. That's the David Fury <laughs> announcement. Mandy shows back up. Well... Well, I don't know. He said he he did say it was uh, award unknown or or uh, not a return. Yeah, but he also said a two-time award winner but, too. So, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway. So so <laughs> they find out where you know he she tells him where she he was she was supposed to meet Marwan to escape, and so they hop in a helicopter and head over there, and um, put the helicopter right on top of the other helicopter so they can't take off, and then they uh, right. Um, then they shoot out the the engine of the helicopter so they can't take off. And then Marwan, you know, tries to escape. And they catch him. Where do they catch him? Oh, another, another parking garage. Duh. <laughs> yeah. That's so right. they have a you know a firefight in the middle of a parking garage, and um, it's kind of cool because he's hiding behind a car, and Jack lay, lays under the car and shoots him in the foot. <laughs> Which are always yeah. the cool ones because that would have to hurt really bad. Not that being shot anywhere else wouldn't hurt, but when you're not expecting it, <laughs> then all of a sudden your foot's on right. fire. So anyways, he does that, and then Jack's walking up to him, and then Marwan just like goes to like throw himself over the side of the parking garage. And Jack Cap grabs his arm, which it's amazing how 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 often in movies they can grab their arms as they're jumping over a parking shelter. I mean, they get they get good grips yeah. every time. It's pretty impressive, but anyway, and Jack does that again. And uh, Marijuana obviously wants to commit suicide and and not be caught. And Jack obviously does not want to let him do that. Pulls out a knife right. and cuts Jack hand Jack's, Jack's hand. And I'm just like, oh, I don't think I could have held on. And then you know he ends up losing his grip and Marwan falls and dies and everybody's very sad yeah. about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Marwan's dead, but they find um, it's like a phone or something that he had shot, you know, to try to destroy, but they were able to pull a little bit off of it, some coordinates. And that's how they're able to get the location of yeah, the missile. Realize that the, or were the, yeah, or realize the that the, the missile is heading straight towards Los Angeles and is almost there. So they, uh, you know, dispatch F 18s or whatever and. Save the day. <laughs> and so everything's just peachy, except for the fact that now Jack Bauer has to be turned over to the Chinese, which, by the way, he's willing to do. You know, in, in true right. Jack fashion, he's willing to accept responsibility for what he's done and uh, is getting ready to do so. Logan's sending over a Secret Service guy. And... um you know, during this, during that conversation we talked about earlier, you know, Cummings makes the comment, what if, and, and I'm just what ifing here, that's not what he says, but that's kind of the point he's making. He's like, what if, wink, 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 something accidentally happens to Jack and right. he's no longer available for the Chinese to take and to put on trial and whatnot. 
And Palmer's like, are you serious after everything he's done for us? Because I think he kind of makes the point. He's like, well, you know, he's a rule breaker and you know, he's a problem with authority and everything. And I think at that point, Palmer says he's a patriot, you know. <laughs> and, right. And then Logan, <laughs> to his credit, another one of those those um, rare moments where Logan does the right thing, says, you know, this administration does not condone murder and we never will. It's out of the question. Walt, don't do it. So Walt says, okay, of course. But then we catch a secret secret uh, conversation between him and this secret service agent where he basically says, um, if there was an accident to happen, that would be okay. And he's like, right. is this, is this <laughs> the president? And he's like, um, not exactly. Read into it what you will. <laughs> that must have. That, did David Fury do that that episode? Because I think that's where. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the David Fury line. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, he basically, without actually giving the order, gives the order for this guy to kill. Um. Bauer. But Novik's outside the door. Novik finds out and goes to Palmer and says, "Look, I just heard this in." And Palmer, to his credit. Um, you know, isn't like a conspiracy theorist or anything. He's like, oh, come on, Mike. That's not, you know, you must have mis misheard him or, you know, misunderstood what he said. And Mike's like, no, I know what I heard and I know what they're going to do. They're going to kill Jack. And so Palmer says, well, I'll go talk to Logan. Tells Logan. And uh, Logan basically says, um, he makes some comment, like he insults Palmer. Like he basically says, look, you know, I appreciate what you've done today. You're a great man, but you know your your entire presidency was riddled with conspiracy theories, and we're not going to deal with that. Just basically calling him like a you know a kook, you know. And right. Palmer just looks at him. And I think he's like you know, he just says like see no evil. I think or hear no evil. I can't remember which one. And Logan's like, what did you say? And he so he says it again. And at that point, Logan basically says, okay, I'm done with you, which. He's moved into the role of president. He is acting like the president more because he just says, well, I appreciate your help, and I think it's time for you to leave. Basically, I never want to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> ever, ever, right. ever, ever. Um, because, you know, Palmer basically said, look, you're an idiot, and you aren't a leader <laughs> because you just kind of turn your, your blind eye and let whatever happens happen. And uh, so Palmer leaves and makes a phone call and warns Jack and basically says, look, they're going to try to kill you and so jack says okay thanks yeah appreciate the heads up prez i don't think he called him prez but he, he could have <laughs> i guess um, so they get there and the secret service guy shows up and he's like i'm here to take jack Barron into custody and buchanan's like well we gotta you know debrief him first you know then you can have him and at that at that point you have the telltale ctu warning you know the red lights flashing in the wah, wah, because you know and then you get Tony, you know, escaping. out of breath calling and saying, oh, you know, Jack, Jack attacked me and he's escaping. He's in this wing or whatever. And so they are. Um, Tony uh, says, you know, I'll go get him. And the Secret Service guy's like, no, I'm going to get him. And Tony's like, well, I'm going with you yeah. then. You know, if you're going, I'm going. And Bill's like, yeah, that's the only way I'm letting you go because you don't have any jurisdiction here. So <laughs> Tony's going with you. You're not going at all. So they track him right, into this yeah. back area of CTU and they have a firefight. And um, Tony like attacks the Secret Service agent, actually. <laughs> I don't know if they were planning on killing him or what, but he attacks the Secret Service agent. The agent, I think, was expecting it. 
because he knew that Tony and Jack were friends. And uh, grabs Tony, slams him up against the wall, and says, stay out of my way, basically. And then they shoot a couple more times. Or no, no, there's no more shooting. And Tony says, just look, let me go get him. Let me bring him out. So he puts his gun down. He's like, Jack, you know, put my gun down. You know, just come out. You know, it's over. Walks around the corner, and Jack's on the ground dead. Or so we think. Um, and it looks very believable. You know, there's blood on his neck and, and whatnot. And sticks his fingers on, you know, read his pulse. Tony does, and there's no pulse. And he's like, you killed him. CTU, or the Secret Service agent, puts, you know, checks his pulse. No pulse. And uh, then, you know, at this point, you know, Chloe shows up and Michelle and Bill and I think 12,000 other people. It seems like everybody in CTU was there. <laughs> and um, Tony gets ticked and he starts going after the guy. He's like, you killed him, you son of a, you know, and, you know, so Bill says, get him out of here and everything. And and then everybody leaves except for Tony, Michelle and Chloe. Which I have to say, I mean, at that point. Yeah, sure. I, I I actually thought that this was going to be the end of they made it seem that way because, because they because they finally right. killed Jack and so and so I I, I really thought that this was yeah. going to be yeah it when, when you I watch it for the first time it's it's very 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 believable that um you know this is the end and that was before I knew that, that was before I knew there was a season right. five and yeah. so <laughs> so if you're watching it now you know there's a season five and Jack survives. Well, I mean, so, and that's the, you know, that's the, the thing you can say. It's like in 24, nobody's safe. Everybody gets killed. Even Jack was killed. But then they bring right. him back. <laughs> so they uh, get out the, oh, what is it? The whatever thing you do to start somebody's heart again. You know, that needle you stick in their heart. Uh, I can't remember what mm-hmm. you call it. But so they do that. And uh, as they're doing it, it's funny because Chloe's like, hurry. You know, he really looks dead or something like that. And Michelle's like, that's kind of the point, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways he uh you know tony's right. doing chest compressions and and it's a it takes a second they leave you hanging where it's like crap you know yes they didn't they yes they meant for this to happen but are they going to be able to bring him back you know obviously there was a there was a a level of unsurety as far as whether he would come back or not but it was their best chance right and he finally does and uh you know they they contact the morgue to make sure that they can switch a body and whatnot and and somehow they get Jack into Tony and Michelle's car and sneak him out of CTU. So, which is kind of cool. They're like, you know, Tony and Michelle are driving out. They leave the gate of CTU and they get out of there and Tony's like, okay, you're clear. And Jack sits up and you're like, whew, he's alive. Yay. Yeah. And then he basically says, you know, Jack says, you guys got to get back before they start to ask questions. And so they drop him off and they give him a new identity. They said they got him a new identity and a phone that's untraceable for 60 seconds or something. And, you know, and it's a very touching part because, you know, you have Jackson, you know, thank you guys for, you know, saving my life basically and helping me out. And, you know, Tony and Michelle saying the same and take care and we're never going to talk to you again, so on and so forth. And he just walks away, you know, puts on the aviator sunglasses and has this messenger bag and off he goes. He well, he makes does. him he, uh, with that 60 second yep. phone call. He, he calls does. Palmer. That's a very, very good conversation. It is. And so because, I mean, Palmer um, somewhere in the process got involved in or at least in the knowing of what they were trying to do with Jack, trying to fake his yeah. death and all that. And so Jack was calling to say, hey, I, I am right. alive. They think I'm dead. I'm disappearing. And so, yeah, that was a well, very, we find out. Uh, there, there, there's a lot of conversations between Jack and right. Palmer that 
They're that all are good. just but, yeah. You know, we find out in season five that you know every single one of those people had talked to Palmer right before that. You know that there was a call between Tony and Palmer, and there was a call between Michelle and Palmer, and you know, so obviously it was planned. But for whatever reason, nobody ever really looked into it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So for all intents and purposes, you know, Logan's happy because Bauer's dead, and um, the Chinese. Mm, I don't know if they're happy or not, but they've got Burn, and I highly doubt they released him. So he might have ended up in a Chinese. Like, well, they probably couldn't have done that because the government knew he was alive. So, but I'm sure he was tried. You know for. His part right. in it, and uh, probably didn't have a very fun life after that. We never find out, really. But that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's happy, I guess you could say. I mean, Audrey's probably distraught, and you know, we don't see, we don't see. Yeah, just just imagine what's yeah. going through her mind because I mean, she lost her yeah, husband and her boyfriend because of what Jack did, and now she lost Jack, and she was just starting to. Um, by the by, the last episode, she was starting to kind of get over in a way well, what happened to Paul yeah. and she was kind of saying well maybe we can do but something but then she decides that she's moving maybe, maybe, maybe. like right at the end and basically leaves him hanging and says look I, I thought I could make it work but I can't because he makes it she makes a decision right at the end and he oh, says he says I thought right. we weren't going to make these decisions today you know I thought we were going to let everything kind of calm down and she's like well I, I just can't and that's their last conversation um, and that that's you know true. that comes yeah. into play um, in season five um, where she basically says, you know, for a couple of years, I've hated myself for, you know, the last things I said to you and, and the fact that you, you know, quote unquote died, you know, with me mad at you, you know, she said that killed me. So, I mean, yeah, they, you know, she's gone through a lot and, you know, obviously her, her dad was almost killed. She was kidnapped and, um, you know, her brother was tortured and then, um, you know, they find out some other things about his personal life that surprised them, I'm sure. And so, yeah, she's had a tough day. <laughs> yeah you know and, and she's used to being in dc where it's like you know nothing like that happens you know there's other difficult right. things obviously but you know nothing like that and so yeah it's a and then we never you never even see uh kim in season four no, but, I was thinking about that as we were going through it. For some reason, I was thinking she made an appearance, yeah, but she's not in she it was. at all. But at the same time, you know, I mean, you know, to her, I mean, her dad died, you know. And uh, so that's, you know, that's going to be tough as well. And, and you never really see how she deals with that in season four. Um, but, you know, obviously that's going to be a, an issue. You know, you assume that they must have kind of rebuilt somewhat of a relationship, judging by the end of season three. <clears throat> but... You know, mm -hmm. right. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that that are left unsaid and a lot of things that I think it's interesting, though, like looking back now, I, I, I've started watching season five again and, and how much of that last episode sets up season five, you know, and, and so much of it really plays right. into what happens the next season. So super excited to get into that, too. We uh, um, we get into the Centox, uh conspiracy which um, Joel and I will be talking about at length for an episode coming up sometime in the next few weeks, right, Josh? Yep. Uh, not next yep. week, but the week after. So we'll be uh, discussing that, and that'll give an overview of... And that that follow that goes for, what, two seasons? Two or three? 
two or three. So it's, it's a long running conspiracy. Yeah, off that, the top that of my goes head. on. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll be we'll be overviewing that, and then um, I think you're gonna you're gonna do the recap Next, with Jack, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be with Jack Zola, yeah. not Jack. Oh, I wish it was that'd be cool. Dear Kiefer Sutherland, but, uh, but yes, <laughs> please come on our show. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, me and uh, Jack Zola are gonna be uh, kind of doing a little recap of season right. four, um, and then kind of bridge in between a little bit, and maybe kind of give a hint of season five a little right. bit, and then uh, so that's kind of what we're gonna look at there. But then say, also, should we, uh, should we give um, a, a little tip here for what might be coming next week? Yeah, we're gonna have a Christmas bonus, and so um, when this comes out, it's it's gonna be uh, it's Thursday night, Friday morning, depending on where you are right. in the world. Um, and so when this comes out, uh, this is right, right before Christmas. And so um, what we're gonna do is we're releasing a special episode, Christmas Eve, or at least Christmas Eve here right. in America. So again, uh, depending on right. time zone. Um, and so we're going to, uh, it's going to be a Christmas episode or a right. Christmas special, um, bonus. And so, um, we're going to discuss, uh, Mark and I, some of our kind of yeah. Christmas wish list kind of things that we'd like to well, see. Well, because, for you know, pretty, very soon, maybe before our list comes out, but, but very soon we're going to be getting a list of the cast for season nine and, uh, they're going right. to, they're going to, they've so, already written a couple episodes and they're going to start, they're going to start filming what in January? So this is our time yeah. that we're gonna put out our wish list, and hopefully uh, David Fury and and, and uh, Joel Surnow and Howard Gordon and and you know Kiefer Sutherland and <clears throat> Car- Carlos Bernard um, are listening, and <laughs> maybe we can get some of our wish list in there. But yeah, yeah we're gonna, and, and I think we're gonna have some other stuff for that episode too, aren't we, Josh? Yeah, we are. We um, I was able to have an interview with Greg Ellis, who played. Michael Amador in yes. season three. And so I, I try to get a time to where we could play that during season three. Um, that way it would kind of correspond right. a little bit uh, better, but just uh, because of schedule and things like that, it didn't, didn't work out for that, but he was, I was able nice. to talk to him and be able to have a, uh, about a 15 minute interview with him. And so uh, we're going to have that on that episode I, as well. So definitely. Be I, I have not to listened it. to that yet. So can I ask you a question? Can we get, can can you okay. does does he really have a, a British accent? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Uh, he nice. He's from. I he's figured from so, England. but I thought I'd ask. Nice. So he grew up in the village nice. over there. Well, it, <clears throat> that's probably a very bad. I think it was. Accent, I think it was. But, but we'll have the real. We'll, <laughs> well have the okay. real British accent next week. Awesome. So. So in the next few weeks, we will have um, Greg Ellis with a British accent. We will have Joel with a really awesome Southern accent. Um, we'll have you and I with really no distinguishable accent whatsoever. Um, so well, 24 worldwide. That, but... That's what this is. 24 <laughs> worldwide. And then, well, and then Jack Zola has that. The um, New York. Yes. New York. Which Jack, accent. I wish I had that accent. When I was on my, I went, I went on my mission to upstate New York and I'd always hoped that it was like the city. <laughs> so I could get that cool accent, you know, like the Bugs Bunny type Bronx accent, but alas, oh, okay, it did yeah. not happen. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah so i mean a lot of cool stuff and so we're still working on um some other in- trying to get some yeah. other interviews as well and so we had the um the written interview mm-hmm. that um joel was able to James. get with um right. james morrison 
And so I'm, I started working on trying to see if we can get an audio so we can be able to share it on the podcast. Um, and so still working on that, still working on trying to get, um, uh, Mary Rascube or Mary, Maryland Rascube, uh, trying to get Carlos Bernard, um, and a whole list of others, of course. And we will reiterate what we said earlier in this episode that, um, we would love to have David Fury on. And I actually have tweeted David Fury and said, we would love to have him on. I've not heard back yet. But I think if the 24 uh, faithful bug him about it enough, perhaps it'll happen. Yes, and he cannot hopefully. tell us whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? It's like the entire interview is, I can't tell you that. And then he's like, yeah, I but I did stay at the same hotel within three months of George Clooney. So read into that what you will. <laughs> uh, he's probably not he's probably yeah, not going to come on would, now because be... he probably hates me now if he's listened to this I don't know I think he has a sense of humor I, I bet he has a sense of humor I, yeah with all the you. teasing he's doing to and all so, of us 24 fans yeah so in that case maybe he will yeah I, I can't see it being too yeah serious. I feel I feel like I feel like he would enjoy the the um the jokes back and forth so please, David, please. He's, yes. he's quickly becoming my favorite C- or 24 writer. And <laughs> of course, he's the only one yeah, I really hear really... from um, too much. And so I, I, I want to try to I need to try to look up some of the other ones, see if we can find them on Twitter and so well, forth. Well, Casser, he's a see some he's working on some other products. Right? He's a director, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, actually, um, John Castor, he's um, here the last week or so. He started going back through a 24 Ooh. rewatch. And so, and he's tweeting nice. some things. So um, you can go and follow to. him um, and some of that. And so this morning I saw him post something about uh, season one, episode eight, I believe. Um, and so he made some distinctions there. And uh, one of the things there is it mentioned about um, CTU has a mm-hmm. back door. And so that that was, um, I believe, then when Nina was brought in the back door so that she wouldn't so that people at CTU wouldn't know that she was back. And so I I guess I I never really caught that. And so some interesting perspective. And so um, another interesting thing that he commented about that, um, because I guess someone made mention about him rewatching all of it, is he mentioned the fact that um, most actors don't watch their own stuff. Um, but directors watch everything, right? Because they're 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 having to edit and do all that kind of stuff. Plus, I mean, get better ideas for what they can right. do next time, and make I guess. sure it all like connects. And so that's kind of right. what John Castor, right? And so and that, I, I guess that's what John Castor is doing now is going through all the previous ones, so that when they get to filming here in a few weeks, that um, he'll kind of be back in the mind frame of okay, now this is how twenty four right. works. That's awesome. And so. That way they can kind of keep that same um, right. consistency. So as well as, as as well as Joel knows twenty four, mm-hmm. I'll bet John Castor knows it better. Just a guess. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And by the way, when we get into season five here in a few weeks, um, we're gonna hit the hundredth episode of twenty four. So we are oh, we're almost true. we're about oh, halfway through right now. So yeah, we are. Um, uh, when that actually just reminded me, um, about a week ago, 
um, we were checking our stats, and we were coming up on 24,000 yes. episodes or downloads. Um, so I just thought that was kind of Celebrate. a cool milestone. Have we um, hit it yet? And so, so right here around Christmas time, I oh. I haven't checked in about a week. I'll have to double check again, and so uh, we're close. And so, right here around the Christmas New Year's time, we'll be hitting twenty four thousand nice. downloads. So Tell that's your friends. Pretty awesome. Tell your family. Buy buy your ten year old an iPhone so that they can download it too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tell, tell your friends and uh, right. help them be able to connect with the 24 podcast, See, listen to it and all that. I was talking with my supervisor um, and, and he said, he said, hey, can I get that on this app? And I'm like, I'm not sure I can look. And I yeah. said, well, here's the website. Nice. And so that's awesome. So here's 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 our recommendation for Christmas presents uh, for you that follow the 24 podcast by by everyone, you know, an iPhone. And before you give it to them, activate it and download all of the episodes of 24, the 24 podcast for them, and then give them the phone. Yes. <laughs> or to save a, Wait, this is the best or to save on money, ever. just tell them about the 24 <laughs> podcast, have them buy their own iPhone or go to the website and listen to it there. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be an iPhone. They, they can, can buy an iPod. iPod. They can. Something like that. They or... can. Um, yeah, whatever. I suppose they can get a phone or they can get a tablet or or they could just go to the library and bring their headphones and listen to it on the website on the computers at the library. Yes. We don't particularly care. But if it's a good reason for one of you to ask for an (laughs) iPhone from somebody, you can tell them that Mark said to. I'll I'll take the credit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that'll probably pull a lot of weight. Yeah, oh, well, Mark said, like, oh, well, Mark said. <laughs> you mean Mark from the 24 <laughs> podcast? Oh, well, in that case, wow. let me write a check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're getting off topic, probably. but that's all right. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, so uh, go, um, if, you, if you get an opportunity, leave us a review on iTunes. We would love that. Um, and if you do that, uh, we'd love to be able to share that on the show as well, kind of give you some credit. And so... Um, and again, if you're not in the U.S. and you leave a review on iTunes, let us know so we can be able to um, do that because we got to change some our settings to be able to look at um, iTunes in other countries. And so, um, and so it'd be very tedious for us to have to go through and check all the different countries mm-hmm. um, all the time to see if people are leaving reviews. And so we just don't have time to be able to do that. But if you let us know. When you leave that, um, you can just let us know on Twitter or send us an uh, email at feedback at the 24podcast.com and you can be able to let us know. And we'd love to be able to give you credit for that. So um, we definitely appreciate uh, each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to this. And um, yeah, I think that's Thanks, how guys. we're going to leave it appreciate this week. Appreciate it. Okay. Yes. Look forward to the bonus episode and, yes. uh, and then the wrap up. Yes. Two episodes next week. All right. Goodbye, everybody.